are listening to Making Life Brighter on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, where we provide you with the latest information in natural healing, consciousness training, and all cutting-edge healing modalities, featuring experts in their field, including authors, musicians, and artists. Making Life Brighter is your forum for healing, inspiring, and uplifting entertainment. Here is your host, Winifred Adams. Good morning. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams, and we're here live in Lake Placid, and I'm continuing the series with Olympic athletes and the history of the Olympics from Lake Placid live, and we just finished up uh, the World Cup in the bobsled not too long ago, and sitting down today with a special guest, Horst Weber. Welcome, Horst. Welcome. Thank you for coming today. Horst is a special guest because Horst has been involved in skiing and alpine and all things skiing related for many years now here and has been a staple in the community as well. And Horst was a delegate for the International Ski Federation as well as a head coach um, and program director for the New York Ski Educational Foundation and is currently on the board of directors. He's also been the president of the Lake Placid Ski Club and Horst moved here from Germany um, when he was younger and established himself here in Lake Placid with his wife and set up business and has been here and a part of the skiing world ever since. So welcome officially, Horst. Welcome. And so tell us a little bit about your ski history and, and how you came to become involved in this area with skiing. Uh, I was... Uh racing in Germany and in Europe and uh, when I moved to New York City uh, that was put on hold uh, but I still kept uh, skiing I knew uh, Karl Plattner he was on the 56 uh, Austrian ski team and he was the ski school director in Hunter and so from New York City I skied in Hunter and then I helped skiing with the junior program and then uh, we moved in 71 uh, in the summer to Lake Placid and then it was obvious I'm, I was going to do something in the winter and um, uh, I started coaching the, the junior program here. And then um, I got involved uh, with um, uh, ski program. Um, the Lake Placid Ski Club had a junior uh, program up to 14. And then uh, from there on, uh, we started I was just part of the group that uh, started the New York Ski Educational Foundation at Whiteface with some help from the state of New York. And we established ourselves at Whiteface Mountain and then uh, we ran uh, events uh, supporting the Lake Placid Olympic Committee uh, under Ron McKenzie. And we, since we were at the mountain, we helped, we helped running the events. And I think uh, 
we are running some of those events successfully and that was noticed in Switzerland and that supported uh, the Lake Placid group to have the Olympics uh, move to Lake Placid. That was so, after Denver uh, gave it up. Yeah, well, but also before Denver gave it up, we ran some uh, K&M events. We ran uh, the U.S. Nationals, and uh, they were successful because at the time it was a very lean snow year, and we were able to put on the event without uh, without a hitch, without any problems, and. Uh, even you know that the so the U.S. ski team, yes, the U.S. ski team was uh, impressed the way Lake Placid handled the event, and uh, obviously that didn't go unnoticed in in Europe, and so we you got the, earned your right. We earned uh, <laughs> we got the Olympics, and um, obviously without. Uh, the Lake Placid uh, bold, uh, how should I say, uh, committee. Yeah. Uh, a small town committee uh, with 2,500 uh, people uh, march into Switzerland to the International Ski Federation. We we can do it, you know, and uh, so. Um, were you part of that? Or did no, you I was not it? part of that. That was uh, that was the. Who were the, the key players in that? Uh, Ron McKenzie, Bernie Frell, and Bern Lamb, Golden Wilson, and uh, Sergey Lucy were. They were the driving forces from Lake Placid, and uh, the New York Ski Educational Foundation, um, the the founders so to speak, uh, uh, Ferry Taylor from the New York Ski Racing Association, uh, and Bruce Cole, and he was uh, um, head coach for the Northwood Alpine Ski Team, were also uh, supportive uh, at the mountain and uh, helping to, to put on um, uh, all the events before the Olympics and uh, so um, um, the Olympics ended up because of Denver's default or uh, what, what did people here say about that when when Denver defaulted what was the buzz what did people say uh, here? We, we are ready to take it that was, uh, and that was basically the Lake Placid Olympic Committee, and uh, we were we were the foot soldiers, so to speak. We took care of it at the mountain, and then we had the cross country um, group, and uh, we had uh, figure skating. Had uh, Lake Placid had a very an international name, obviously. Sergey's um, uh, father. Gus Lucy was uh, one of the biggest uh, uh, skating instructors uh, in the world, so to speak. Uh, Dick Button was his student. Uh, so um, Lake Placid, because of the 192 Olympics, um, had a name on the international 
winter sports uh, world. And uh, so, um, obviously, they listen to them. And um, I feel, you know, we were, we were just the ones to make sure that uh, we did run a decent event. That everything would work out perfectly yeah, yeah. And, that it, and that you would be proud of your own event. Uh, yeah, so we've, uh, and even after the Olympics, uh, we ran World Cups. And uh, for us, it was always important to, uh, uh, to have an event and make sure that it comes off well. And uh, to cancel an event was not an option. So we've. Um, I think that's the mindset of people who who come from this area, or and I say come from. You're you're transplanted into this area, but basically you're in the area now. You live here. You come oh, from yeah. here. Oh yeah. But this is the mindset of the people up here. It's yeah. like if if we can do anything, we set yeah. our mind to. And yeah. I think that's really what comes from here. Yeah. And uh, right now, this morning, I skied with um, uh, a couple of ten-year-olds. And one of them was, uh, one of the little boys was the son of one of the girls um, I used to call coach at times. So, uh, you know, I'm... Uh, it's recycling. Second, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, all, all those uh, people, uh, you know, that call this home are getting involved in the... Are Is very nice proud of their uh, uh, support, you know. Now, when you knew that the Olympics were coming here, do you remember a particular moment or the evening that that decision was made or the day you heard that? Do you remember that? Um, yes, um, I remember uh, because um, Art Devlin was um, also, he was uh, the the famous ski jumper from Lake Placid. Uh, he was on the, I, I forgot him also. He was part of the Olympic committee that brought the Olympics here. Uh, anyway, he came from Vienna where the final decision was made, uh, when the final vote was taken, whether to give uh, the Olympics uh, to Lake Placid. Uh, and I met him that night. He he got here in the, sometimes during the day. That evening, he was um, across from our place uh, was a, a very good Italian restaurant, the Villa Vespa. And he um, at the bar, you know, he said hello. I knew him pretty well, and he says, "Well, we've got the Olympics." You know, uh, the vote was, um, I don't know, a couple of days before. We we knew it, but uh, he, uh, he I remember that day, yeah. he brought it home and gave us the the details. And what was that like for you? Oh, that was, well, um, at that time, it was a great thing. You know, we all um, were um, enthusiastic. Everybody felt good. And that was at the time when our economy was not doing that well. That was uh, uh, in the 70s, where uh, our, I think, uh, Carter was president. Uh, 
economy was not doing that well, but uh, it lifted Lake Placid. Uh, and mm -hmm. also there were um, some support was coming from the state of New York. And so everybody felt uh, uh, we're going to have a few good years. A little optimism put yeah. into the system. Now, yeah. how long did you have between that moment and delivery? Uh, the Olympics, I uh, right now, um, it, was it in um, 76? Um, 1980? Uh, uh, the Olympics uh, were in 80, mm -hmm. but uh, right now um, we had, um, was it 76? It was after the 76 Olympics. Okay. Was it that, uh, that November? But it's possible. A I'm, big task in front of you in a short period of time to, yeah. to get everything up to par. Yeah. Oh, well, then obviously um, support from the state came and um, uh, they had to go through so environmental state um, evaluation and uh, the ski jump was an issue. Uh, some people felt that this uh, visual uh, abuse of our environment, <laughs> and, um, and now it's a a monument almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, so uh, and at the mountain, uh, how many trees can be cut to make the uh, the trails safe? for competition so and um, so you had a few obstacles oh yeah those were the obstacles you know and uh, and we'll be back with more with horse weber right here from lake placid live stay tuned you're listening to making life brighter radio Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you seen Winifred's healing jewelry? See what collectors and celebrities have been adoring for decades. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning based on the energetic healing property of natural semi-precious gemstones. Whether you prefer a custom design or wish to choose something special from her handcrafted line of jewelry, all of Winifred's designs are tuned in a crystal quartz tuning bowl to the word love. Blessed stones by masters and even John of God, these healing pieces have been coveted by happy customers for years. With a fine eye for energy and aesthetic, Winifred brings to life the beauty within each stone and its unique healing properties. Enjoy more energy with Brazilian citrine. Protect yourself from EMFs and rebalance with tourmalines. Break unwanted patterns with beautiful appetite. Choose from a wide variety of gemstones and their healing properties. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning. Follow on Facebook at Designs by Winifred or email at info at designsbywinifred.com. You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness Columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to 
to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. I'm your host, Winifred Adams. And if you've missed any of our shows, you can go and check out the archives on the website at makinglifebrighter.com on the radio tab. And the player there has everything, including the interviews with the Olympic hopefuls and former Olympiads that are now shooting toward their goal of the next Winter Olympics. So I've been sitting down today with special guest Horst Weber, who is telling us about the history of the Olympics coming to 1980 Olympics here in Lake Placid, New York, and the history of alpine and skiing as he knew it and part of his participation within that. And so, Horst, you were telling us about when the Olympics came here to Lake Placid, and what was it about the entire Olympic experience that was so special for you? Um, I, I think... Uh, being involved uh, at the mountain um, with everybody uh, enthusiastic, looking forward to the Olympics and uh, the task to to get everything right um, took a lot of people, a lot of um, commitment from people, especially time and efforts. Did you and ever wonder if you couldn't do it? If there was moments where you thought, uh-oh, this might not work? No, I don't think so. We've um, we've just. Uh, I think everybody had uh, enough enthusiasm that oh uh, uh, yes, we can do it. You know, all the obstacles uh, uh, were taken care of, and uh, you know, even at the end when the uh, Olympics started here in town, and um, there was one issue when because we did. Um, get state funding and uh, uh, actually Lake Placid hired a Canadian company uh, to do the the bus the busing in town and uh, uh, the union uh, and the state of New York said no it has to be uh, New York State 
or um, American. A, American company running the event. So at the last minute, a company from New Jersey started in Lake Placid and the bus drivers didn't even know which end of the town oh, no. was. So there, there were a few snafus that were quickly taken care of. And I remember uh, a friend of mine um, giving the bus driver uh, directions how to get to the opening ceremony. <laughs> so I thought those, those were some uh, little snafus. I don't think, you know, a small town with 2,500 people. Um, you can't really get lost. Uh, it's tough to, <laughs> to get lost and, uh, and people were helpful. And obviously there were critics out there too. And um, How many people came here? Um, there were critics out there to uh, find ways to say, hey, they don't know what they're doing, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, but uh, um, a lot of people, Europeans or old uh, um, athletes that I've um, talked to at times, uh, say the last uh, true Olympics were in Lake Placid. And then obviously, uh, then Lily Hammer takes a special place in Europe. Why uh, would they say that? Why do they mean that? Uh, the, the athletes would walk down Main Street. Now we had um, uh, the athlete housing became a prison, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, that everybody knows that. But the athletes were here in town in the evening. Uh, you during the day you were at, at an event at Whiteface. There was an event at the cross country, and, and athletes would walk down Main Street or go to a hockey game. Uh, whereas, uh, for example, Albertville, they had uh, the skiing in one place. Uh, Luge and Bob Run was at another town, and freestyle also someplace else. It was totally pulled apart. Uh, and uh, Lake Placid, everything was here. What do you the, think that does for the sports or the Olympics as a whole? For the spectator and the athlete, uh, if you were able to be here in town, it, it was a special event. Because you've seen, uh, oh yeah, that's the, she won the gold medal. And she's walking down st Main Street. You, do, you don't see that anymore. It's, it's totally, it's up in stratosphere, you know, in comparison to what we had in Lake Placid. Uh, I had, They're not uh, accessible. The athletes are not as accessible. They're yeah, not as mixing uh, with the crowds. That's right. It's not there anymore, unfortunately. I remember um, I, uh, I didn't have a ticket to the U.S.-Russia uh, hockey game <laughs> and um, I just walked uh, towards the arena and uh, uh, a friend of ours um, actually it was uh, Mrs. Shea, Jack Shea's uh, uh, daughter-in-law uh, I asked her and she says yeah I have a ticket and I got to see oh my because you couldn't even buy one anymore and I thought well I'm I'm going to get one on the black market ticket. Uh, it was sold out. And then I got to sit next to the uh, the boys from Minnesota, where uh, one of the players was from. And I tell you what, by the end of the game, 
they could not even scream anymore. They were totally <laughs> hoarse. It, it, uh, so that was the, the Olympics at the time. I was in Vancouver uh, up at, um, at, at Whistler. And uh, well, Vancouver, uh, the, the Alpine was up at Whistler and that's all I saw. Uh, hockey was in Vancouver and then um, the freestyle was at uh, the other town down from uh, Whistler. So everything was separated. And here, it just was, it was all right here. It was together. Yeah. Yeah, it was cohesive. So that, that was uh, the Lake Placid Olympics. And uh, uh, the issue, uh, we didn't get much snow, uh, but uh, it was cold enough and they were able to make enough snow and everything was great at the moment. And so I have a question for you. Did you collect pins? Did you get Olympic uh, pins or did you uh, care about the pins? I never was in that, but I have a whole, we have lots of pins. Yeah. And, but some from other events. Um, I did a couple of coaching trips with the U.S. ski team because some of our athletes were uh, on the U.S. ski team. Right now we have uh, uh, little Weibrecht, um, Andrew Weibrecht is on the U.S. ski team. You know that, you know. And, um, and um, Tommy Beesmeyer, uh, they went through our program and went on and uh, uh, had the staying power to stay with it and uh, perform at the right time. You know, that's, it's always important. It's not easy to do that. Why is it so hard to stay with it all that time? Uh, it is um, a financial commitment also uh, to uh, to stay in that game and then uh, I think in some ways uh, injuries come into the picture and um, and that uh, has a big effect for athletes uh, also mentally that um, to be ready again uh, for um, for performing at the highest level, mm -hmm. and that's the toughest thing. Stamina, stamina to withstand all the obstacles, which are financial, mental, equipment, and, and, yeah, uh, everything. Everything, especially in in skiing. What equipment do you like to use today? What's what? You know, it's changed so much over time, and it's kind of like the history of the camera. We've gone from. Kodak yeah. to digital, Kodak being a brand and now an absolute iconic brand. Yeah. It, it, it says a lot, but now we have digital cameras and with skiing, what's the... Stenmark skied on, um, on equipment uh, you don't even see here, but he was winning. Uh, and uh, there are some companies out there that um, were strong um, throughout the whole um, uh, last 50 years and uh, some of them fell by the wayside. Do you have a performance uh, preference of what you like or what you've used over time? 
uh, yeah, I, for a while I've, um, whatever, at the beginning, uh, let's put it this way, there was a time when uh, I, um, when we had a couple lean snow years, I ruined eight pair of skis that winter. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, they, and, and they were and not, they were from, not all from different companies, uh, but uh, uh, I, I took whatever I could get. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and skied on them. And, um, so um, I'm... Um, well, some people just have preferences or performance here and there. And, yeah. And... Right now, all... The, all the companies are making good equipment. Yeah. Now, okay, let's talk about the width of skis for a moment. They used to be narrow. Yeah. Then they went wide. Now they're kind of going back in between. What do you think about that? Uh, unfortunately, you know, you know, there is a, a financial issue when it comes down to, um, uh, to the junior level, where the parents have to um, uh, foot the bill. Uh, last year's equipment uh, is illegal now at the top really? level. Now I, I'm just using that as, as an mm. example. It happened now a couple of times, and then, so that uh, at one point the the skis were shaped more, mm -hmm. and it was a learning experience for the uh, for the coaches, for the for the athletes for the manufacturer and then uh, they, um, they leveled it out, um, changed the radius a little bit, and, uh, but every time they did that, uh, the, la the equipment from last year, um, you know, had to throw it away because uh, it was illegal this year. Interesting. We'll be back with more from Horst Weber and you're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you seen Winifred's healing jewelry? See what collectors and celebrities have been adoring for decades. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning based on the energetic healing property of natural semi-precious gemstones. Whether you prefer a custom design or wish to choose something special from her handcrafted line of jewelry, all of Winifred's designs are tuned in a crystal quartz tuning bowl to the word love. Blessed stones by masters and even John of God, these healing pieces have been coveted by happy customers for years. With a fine eye for energy and aesthetic, Winifred brings to life the beauty within each stone and its unique healing properties. Enjoy more energy with Brazilian citrine. Protect yourself from EMFs and rebalance with tourmalines. Break unwanted patterns with beautiful appetite. Choose from a wide variety of gemstones and their healing properties. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning. Follow on Facebook at Designs by Winifred or email at info at designsbywinifred.com. 
You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness Columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams. And we've been here in Lake Placid live talking to the athletes as well as some of the former athletes and those that have been participating in the Olympics in and around the making of the Olympics here in 1980. And I have been speaking today with special guest Horst Weber, and we've been talking about all sorts of aspects of the 1980 Olympics as well as skiing. And Horst was not only a competitor, but he's also shaped the future of skiing right here out of Lake Placid with some of the youth and continues to do so today. Now Horace, where do you see the future of skiing going as you experience it today? Uh, the sport itself. The sport itself has um, grown just because of the expense in the more exclusive um, environment that uh, uh, to support an athlete um, it has uh, graduated into um, specialized equipment for each event uh, training equipment race equipment uh, for slalom, for GS, and for super G and downhill. So it has become, um, once you graduate out of the, the junior level, meaning uh, and you get into the fifth level um, at 16, uh, 
And if you're um, an athlete that is knocking on the door for the U.S. ski team, you probably end up with um, uh, at least six, uh, eight pair of skis, six wow. to eight pair of skis. And uh, at that point, you do not have to pay for all the equipment. Uh, you get support from one of the um, suppliers of, from one of the ski companies, and um, uh, obviously you have to uh, perform with with that equipment because if you don't, obviously uh, you move away from the chance to get on the ski team. Also, you get moved out of the equipment pool. Also, if you're an athlete and the move up to the ski team at that at that level if you reached um, in the US the KM level uh, you you get some support from boot company from ski company ski poles and uh, um, uh, clothing is probably until you're on the ski team or at least on the C team they have a a, B, C team and development team. Um, development team, you're still on your own. Uh, but then C, B team, you're part of the ski team. You get some clothing. Uh, you get some support from the ski manufacturer. But you still may have to um, pay maybe some of the travel expenses. If you're on the A team, well, that's taken care of. B team, most of it. C team, some of it. You know what I've noticed while being up here is that everyone that's either been an athlete or an Olympic athlete or someone that's been involved with this eventually goes on to continue to contribute to that sport, just like you're doing with the, the Ski Federation. And, uh. and yet they all seem to have their own businesses that keeps them here and is their sort of bread and butter, but they they cannot yeah. they they refuse to let go of the sport. They actually go ahead and contribute back to the next generations that are coming through. First of all, any sport you do um, probably is because you like it, and then uh, if you're getting involved heavy as an athlete or as a coach or as a as a parent even. Uh, uh, there is um, there's some love uh, for the sport, and uh, that uh, shows up uh, Did your kids everywhere. Compete? Uh, my daughter's well. Um, uh, my younger daughter, uh, when she was 14, she was uh, in the junior program. One reason why she quit was because I was involved so heavy in in the sport. Uh, she uh, said to me that I don't think I'm ever going to be a great ski racer. Do I have to? I said, no, you don't. And the older one, we sent uh, back to Germany. And she went to school for a year in Germany. And then when she came back, uh, she said to me, uh, uh, I don't want to get beat by the girls that I used to beat all the time. Um, and then she quit. You know, she was... Um, 16 at that time. Yesterday I took my granddaughter uh, to a sports shop 
and be put on some equipment. But um, uh, is she going to be a ski racer? Well, that's questionable. In time, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Uh, we were discussing before the interview how I came to this opportunity of speaking with everyone, which was completely serendipitous, on the lake one evening as I passed by a neighbor and, and fellow water skier, um, Paul Van Slyke. And Paul had worked with Horst here in the ski program, and Paul's daughter now has gone on to compete, apparently, yeah. and she's yeah. doing quite yeah. well in that. And, you know, it's a small world in and around these lakes and, and up here and, and even in the ski world. Now, Paul, you know Paul as a snow skier, but I know Paul as a consummate barefoot water skier and slalom skier. Now he is um, uh, chairman of the U.S. Uh, uh, FIST TD uh, committee. Paul is. Paul is, yes. Mm -hmm. So right now he's in Panorama. Uh, he's uh, technical yeah. delegate at the NORAM ski event in Panorama. That's right amazing. Now. That's amazing. It's a small world, isn't it, when you get into skiing? And yeah. What do you love about it so much? What is it that, that has you want to go back out there no matter the weather? What do you love about skiing? Um, I think uh, uh, whatever it was, uh, it started a very long time ago <laughs> as a kid. I remember coming home uh, from school in the dark because I had to do some skiing in the afternoon uh, until it got dark. Uh, all my fingers were frozen uh, and um, it hasn't changed. Uh, skiing was always, um, it was part of me, so to speak. Um, and um, I've enjoyed it, you know, and uh, I still do. Uh, I go to Europe and um, uh, actually this is the first year I'm not going with my old friends from the ski club, with the guys I used to race with, because they're all my age and um, uh, they and have- How old uh, are you? How old am I? How yeah. young are you? Like oh yeah, okay, I'm, I'm old. You're I'm, young. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm 76. Okay, so yes, you're young. Uh, yeah, 76 old. Well, anyway, those um, guys all have a hip replacement, knee replacement, and I'm the only one left with all- With everything uh, intact. With all the joints in place. <laughs> are they as good? Um, as they used to be? No. Uh, I always say, you know, you, um, even if you put a new engine in a uh, 49 Chrysler, you still have a 49 Chrysler. Well, this has been fantastic, and I can't say thank you enough for taking time out to speak with us and share your experience and your history and all the things you've brought to the sport, which people may not know about. And this town is so unique with all these people that are able to carry through that memory and that memory of the Olympics, especially in mm -hmm. 1980, including that winning goal. Going back in history, I had the privilege to meet some of the old stars in ski racing. I, um, Such as? Uh, Walter Prager, for example. He won the first international 
event in Muren, Switzerland uh, in 1931. And uh, Tony Matt. On wooden skis? Uh, uh, on wooden skis, yeah. <laughs> and Tony Matt, uh, that was just uh, Takuman's Ravine. Uh, they're both, uh, Walter was living in Wilmington uh, and Tony was a ski school director at Whiteface when I was uh, at the mountain with, um, with the junior racers. And um, uh, Walter told me how he won the first international event in Muren, Switzerland. And it was, uh, I've been in Muren. I know the place where he won. And, um, and uh, at that time, you know, ski waxing was still uh, uh, not even a science yet, but it, it was a very personal thing. Uh, what to wax and how to wax and uh, when to wax and um, and he won the event and the sun was shining and at that time they had to ski uh, down a long road and the sun was shining on it and right next to the road there was a drop off and that was in the shade and he thought well he's not uh, uh, skiing where the snow was packed uh, where the tracks were because the snow got kind of warm and he skied where it was shady for it's about um, uh, almost a half a mile long that road and um, he won the ski race <laughs> because of the consistency of the snow uh, yeah mm -hmm. in the, he was skiing in the shade and Tony, Matt, and Tony Matt told me how uh, he won Tuckerman's. Tuckerman's Ravine is Mount Washington, the steep uh, uh, crevasse. Uh, crevasse that they skied down. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was the only one that ever shushed the whole thing. And uh, the reason what happened at the time, he said, well, it was foggy on top. And everybody told him um, when where the ravine is, uh, where, the, um, uh, where to be a little more careful or slow down. And uh, uh, by the time he realized uh, that he was in it, it was too late to do anything, so he just went straight. Oh, really? Yeah. Straight that, down. Yeah, that was his, uh, his quote wow. uh, from the Takamans Ravine. And um, so, um, I've met many uh, celebrities in, uh, from skiing, and uh, I've enjoyed them. But uh, today I skied with uh, five little boys, and uh, I had just as much fun. Ah, see, that's the sweetness of this. And I ask everybody at the end of these interviews, what makes your life brighter? What makes my... Uh, first of all, <laughs> staying healthy. Mm -hmm. And secondly, uh, uh, being able to do the things I like to do, like uh, uh, going skiing with the little boys, and hopefully they uh, they go away with a passion for the sport, and they're successful at the end of the day. Very good, very good. Well, thank you so much, Boris. This has been a real treat. I really appreciate it, and thanks for coming. We'll be right back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you seen Winifred's healing jewelry? See what collectors and celebrities have been adoring for decades. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning, based on the energetic healing property of natural semi-precious gemstones. Whether you prefer a custom design or wish to choose something special from her handcrafted line of jewelry, all of Winifred's designs are tuned in a crystal quartz tuning bowl to the word love. Blessed stones by masters and even John of God, these healing pieces have been coveted by happy customers for years. With a fine eye for energy and aesthetic, Winifred brings to life the beauty within each stone and its unique healing properties. Enjoy more energy with Brazilian citrine. Protect yourself from EMFs and rebalance with tourmalines. Break unwanted patterns with beautiful appetite. Choose from a wide variety of gemstones and their healing properties. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning. Follow on Facebook at Designs by Winifred or email at info at designsbywinifred.com You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness Columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. Happy 2018, everybody. Thanks for listening, and thank you to all of you around the world that tune in. And all the 40 countries that we're in around the world, we're hoping that we're making your lives brighter all over. Thank you so much for participating with Making Life Brighter Radio, and if you have questions, email me directly at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That was Horst Weber, and he has had a grand contribution to the world of skiing and all the athletes preparing for Olympic gold, as well as those seeking a career in competition and being their very best. And that seems to be the theme of all of this, is those who are doing their best, bringing 
the best they can to the party. And that's what this has been about. When I sat down with Horst after the World Cup in Lake Placid, uh, we were discussing in the midst of all the hubbub of that World Cup and all the athletes from bobsled had come from all around the world. And it was 30 below zero at that time. It was really cold. And yet these athletes get out there and they discipline ongoing for four years in preparation for the Olympics. And we're heading around the corner right now for the Olympics. It's upcoming in February, and we're crossing our fingers that our athletes who've hard-earned their way toward that goal get to go. So I'm going to cross my fingers, and hopefully you can all join me, and we'll send light to a peaceful and productive Olympics where everyone gets to participate. So I have more from Horst, and I can't wait to share that with you. I will let you know via Facebook when I'm going to release that. So you can go to Making Life Brighter on Facebook, and I'll be telling you when I'm going to release the last segment with Horst and probably on YouTube. So check it out. You can find me on Making Life Brighter. You can go to makinglifebrighter.com and check out more there. We'll have more as the year progresses and more updates for you as we progress. Um, You know, I've been spending a year interviewing Olympic athletes and people that have been Olympiads, and it's been an amazing journey for me. And it's been something that I didn't quite imagine that I would end up doing, although I had hoped to do an interview with an Olympic Olympiad one day but I never dreamed it would come to this. And this has been a really exciting endeavor. And if you missed some of those interviews, you might want to go back to the archives and check out some of those athletes. Um, I had Savannah Graybill, Brittany Reinbold, and Nick Cunningham, two-time Olympia bobsled. And you can check out those interviews on the Voice America channel. So if you go to voiceamerica.com and go to the Health and Wellness channel, Just look up Making Life Brighter Radio, and Making Life Brighter will be on there. You can also subscribe on iTunes, and if you want to see the archives and check out the descriptions and also listen to the shows, they're all there. So everything's there on voiceamerica.com on the Health and Wellness channel under Making Life Brighter. And that what it takes to be great inside the mind of an Olympic athlete was the focus. And as we lead up into these Olympics, that's what it's been. I've had an ongoing GoFundMe page with signed jerseys and signed shirts for these athletes. And so if you'd like to contribute to that, it's still going, and you can. And uh, if you have questions, again, email me at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. But we've got an exciting year coming up, and we're heading into the Olympics and the Grammys all in one. So we've got the Grammys coming up in just a few weeks, and we've been hearing from some Grammy contenders. We've been having great artists like Fiona Joy and Juliet Corinna. And Juliet's going to be performing along with some more artists that are upcoming this month at the Soiree Party, which is the pre-Grammy party. And I'll be there with my friends and uh, take you with me. And we did it last year, and we're going to do it again this year. And we're going to be going to the Grammys. It's going to be the 60th anniversary in New York City in Madison Square Garden. So I can't wait to share that with you. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be very exciting, very exciting. So you'll have to stay tuned and check out what we're doing. But upcoming, I've got some great musical artists 
And this week we focused on the Olympics, we focused on skiing, we focused on what it takes still in this series. And next week, I have an artist who is soulful. He is butter. Wait till you hear him sing. Oh my gosh. Ah, I mean, it's fun and he's fun. And then I have another young up and coming artist and they're all going to be performing at the soiree. And the soiree is a pretty cool pre-party for for the Grammys. That's really neat. And um, Dionne Warwick, I think, will be actually honored this year. And she will be honored in the entire event. And uh, I had the privilege of recording a bit that ended up on a song with her this year, this summer. And that was really exciting. So I'm eager to see her receive her reward. She's It's so well-deserved. She's been an icon in the industry, and basically she has set the groundwork for all women of any color for industry standard and going after your dreams and taking a career as a woman and moving it forward like she did. She's really been someone that's contributed greatly to the world of music and, in a way, women's rights. And so... I'm excited to see her receive that. I'm excited to see all the artists that we're talking about here. And I will introduce them to you one by one. So stay tuned. We have a great set of shows in store this great new year. I'm wishing you a wonderful 2018. Let it be peaceful. Let it be grounded. And let it be full of love. So go make somebody else's life brighter. Go jolly, everybody. Can't wait to talk to you next week. We'll see you next week. Lots of love. Thank you for listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 10 a.m. for information, inspiration, and education with leading experts in healing and consciousness. For more information and a complete show schedule, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, successfully helping you feel better from the inside out. Go Jolly! This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.